Check out this song, New Groove, on Beautiful Things at austinarchermusic.bandcamp.com. We now continue with part two of my interview with Austin Archer. You sort of openly admitted having to deal with anxiety sometimes and that you were having uh, some, I think it was a dental procedure, and you couldn't do it in California uh, under anesthesia, so you had to go back to Utah to have it done. And, you know, um, I, I thought it was great that you were sort of, uh, vulnerable and, and open about that. Um, I think what, and again, people can, people can curate their own channel, how they want it. This is not a criticism on how anyone else does it, but part of the thing about my screen name being your pal Austin, uh, there's this whole thing with, um, with digital media and new media. Uh, maybe you've heard of people talking about this parasocial relationships and there it's a double-edged sword it's good and bad um it's probably more bad than good to be honest parasocial relationships are this this it's this phenomenon that's occurring where people feel like they're in a friendship in a in a relationship with these creators that they follow online Hmm. when in reality like you're not like you don't know this person right they don't know you like you you probably know them better than they know you (gasps) because you've been watching a bunch of content of them behaving and they haven't really seen much of you. Like if, if you got on a phone call, you would, you would recognize their voice and their mannerisms much better than they would recognize yours. Of course. And it's this whole idea of parasocial relationships. I tend to kind of lean into that a little bit with my audience, not in a manipulative sense where I, I'm trying to trick them into feeling like um, they have a relationship with me that's not real, but in a sense of like, I want my my account to be a safe place for them. And I want mm. them to also know that while they may admire a skill set that I have developed over many years, they might see me singing or, or songwriting or, or being funny uh, in a sketch or something like that and go like, they, there, there are people who see that and maybe think some kind of way about it. I don't know. Sure. It, to me, I'm like, those, that's a set of skills that I've, I've developed over many, many, many years. Um, I want them to see the person behind that. And mm. the fact that it's like, yeah, I, I do this stuff. And I feel like so often like comedians or musicians or any kind of person who gets known for doing something, <laughs> people are very guarded about the human behind that. Yeah. Thing. And, uh, yeah, and, I, 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 I faced a similar uh, kind of circumstance and, you know, this show is called Zen Sandwich, right? So mm-hmm. I, you know, the sandwich kind of part leaves it open so I can interview comedians. I could interview, I've, I've interviewed a, a couple of MMA fighters. I've interviewed musicians. So it can be anything, but I do have a sort of uh, a niche aspect of it that I do talk about mindfulness and Zen stuff from time to time. And one point that I bring up or I have brought up uh, in many episodes throughout the last six or seven months is that, Hey, you know, I, I'm not a preacher. I I don't, I don't have this thing down perfect. You know, I I have to work on this stuff too. I'm vulnerable too. I, you know, I, I, this is just stuff I've read or, you know, that I've, uh, you know, I have a background in, in, uh, religious studies. I live in Japan. I, you know, I, I bring that stuff to the table, but I'm not a Zen monk. You know, like I'm not a master or anything. So I, I don't know. I get it. And I, I think that's cool that you do sort well, of and, yeah, show and, the and, human side. Well, and that's why, you know, it's like 
people talk about brand, like what's your brand, you know, they talk, and, and, and I, I don't necessarily like that terminology, but it, 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 it works well enough to describe the kind of thing that we're sort of talking about. And again, I'm not, I have no criticism for anyone in what their brand is. There are a lot of creators that just know their audience and know all my audience wants to see for me is this thing, this mm -hmm. one thing that I do. And that's it. They don't want to hear about, uh, you know, my, this depressive episode that I had a couple of weeks ago. They don't want to hear about that. They just want to see the thing that I do. And that's totally fine. Uh, I feel like my personal brand that I've developed with my audience is that like, yeah, there's funny sketches and funny songs, but stick around long enough. You might see a video of me talking to you about a panic attack I had the other day mm. and it'll be a little bit more serious. Or you might see me, um, you know, responding to something where like, I'm, I, it's very clear. I'm not joking yeah. and that it's like, it's, it's actually me talking to you and not a character that I'm doing in a sketch or something. Um, and you, are you concerned that because you, you know, you've lately, um, you know, the, the comedic videos are what's blowing up that that will ever detract from because your music is real, like is good, is really good without, you know, like, but I'll be honest, like when I first discovered that you had, you know, music albums, I, I wasn't sure at first until I listened to it, like, oh, is this, is this going to be a batch of comedic songs? But, you know, uh -huh. when I listened to that album, uh, Beautiful, um, Beautiful Things, yeah, Beautiful Things, it's a beautiful album. Uh, the new Thank group you. is a great song. And uh, uh, there's, yeah, lots of great songs on there. And, you know, I'm like, no, this is, this stands alone by itself, you know? And do you worry that the, you'll get known for the comedic thing, then you won't be able to do the music thing or. Yeah. I mean, like the reason I started doing TikTok and stuff was to like, try to promote my music and my podcast. Obviously that, that <laughs> goal hasn't really, worked out for me i saw a lot of musicians indie musicians and, and podcasters and stuff getting a lot of traction on tiktok and so i went over there to do that and then it just turned out to be that like tiktok became the thing yeah. um but a way that i was able to sort of like sneakily incorporate my music and stuff was by starting to make the comedy songs mm. and on the comedy songs front people were also saying like wait but i actually like this song like wait yeah. like i like like turtleneck and blazer people were like wait but like i actually like this song like this like and i and i was like yeah well i actually write real songs like i'm a <laughs> i'm a songwriter right. and and so i think in order to make people more comfortable with the fact that like when they when they, if, if they may, if they go over and listen to beautiful things or listen to Corey feldman or something like that mm, yeah, um cory feldman's another one of my yeah, albums I, um but if they if they do that you know, having it be in my content that I'm also like, I have a podcast where it's, I'm not really, it's not a comedy podcast. It's just me just talking with people. It's like a philosophy podcast like right. this. And then also I, I have videos on my account where I'm being serious. Like I, I don't know. I trying to be, I, I don't even think I gotta be honest. Like I, I'm talking like this is like a planned out thing. It's not like <laughs> I I can't not be myself. That's and, awesome. And who who I am on the TikTok account? Like that's me. I'm a yeah. I'm a jokester, and I like to goof around. And I'm I'm a songwriter, but also like I think I'm, I think people I'm, get that sense. I, I yeah. think that's one reason why uh, you know 
when I when I first heard the congratulations song, right? Awesome. That I, I played that song in my head 400 times and I was still laughing on the 400, 400 times. Like, you know, you just admitted you don't know what pronouns are. Yeah. Uh, like it was so catchy, but that alone wasn't going to, you know, it, it wasn't until I went and found you and I'm like, oh my, you know, this guy's got tons of great content that I just knew. But one of the appeals I think of, of you <laughs> is that it does seem like a, just a guy, a real cool guy. Like it, it doesn't seem like it's a, a put on persona. It just seems like you are genuine what you're doing. So thanks. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. And I'm glad that that comes across. But again, it's like, I, I don't think that that's by any design on my part. I think that my whole life, I've always tried to be a certain kind of artist and I've always fallen back into just being the kind that I am. Mm. And, uh, and I almost, I, I just got done with an interview with this uh, uh, person that's a really great musician. And I, I was trying to tell them that I, I was listening to their album and I was like, you make the kind of music that I wish I could make. Um, but my whole life as a musician, even like I always was trying to, to make a different sound. And every time I would sit down to write a song, it would just come out like one of my songs. Mm. And at some point in my twenties, I think I just was like, well, fuck it. No matter how hard I try, I can't stop being myself. Like I can't, I, I've tried for years to, to be less verbose and to talk less, like, what, <laughs> like to, to, to not be such a, 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 a verbal motherfucker and to be not so long-winded. And I just can't, I just, I just am me. And, uh, and rather than fighting it, I've, more than ever on TikTok, I've been leaning into just the fact that I'm like, hey, people seem to resonate with me being me and uh, expressing things the way that I like to express them. And um, do you like the Flaming Lips, that group? Oh, I love the Flaming Lips. Yeah, I, yeah. I, could, I could see you being in that band. <laughs> oh, man, that's a huge compliment. I, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I love the Flaming Lips and um, I know that was random, but it's like that's the vibe I get. That's why I like them so much too. Uh, I, and- I also I should say I don't think that I'm that unique in that thing too. I think a lot of creators set out trying to emulate this, that, or the other thing, mm-hmm. and whether they know it or not, they can't help but be themselves. Yeah. And so I I think a lot of people while they're trying to emulate something else, it's like no, but you're still you under all that. Yeah, message. and and I think the sooner you uh you realize that, the better yeah. off you're gonna be. Like you yeah. know, I uh you know, there's different podcasts that I watch uh, or listen to, and you know, I I don't really try to emulate those people. I might enjoy the podcast and I might get an idea from them. Definitely. Right, the way they set something up. But I don't try to, you know, be Joe Rogan or I, I don't want to be Joe Rogan anyway. But like, you know, I don't try to mimic them. I'm still me. I, I know what you mean. I take ideas all the time from people. Right. I, I, I hear ideas and songs that I'm like, oh, I love the way that they built that. I love the way that they built that transition from the verse to the chorus. I'm going to try to do something like that in the next song that I build. Mm-hmm. Or I, I. I see a, a filming technique that someone's using in their TikTok videos that I'm like, oh, that I, I like the way that that works, you know? Yeah. And everyone does that. And that's just craft. That's just, yeah. that's just, just learning. Technique and, right. Yeah. Technique and, and tools and craft. But like what, what, what's really the selling point 
for anyone doing a podcast or, or, or content creation is like, it's you. Yeah. It's you. I used to, when I first started my podcast, I had a friend who was like asking me PR questions and he was like, he was like, but what, what can people get at your show that they can't get anywhere else? And I was like, and he wasn't satisfied with this answer, but I just kept going me. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, no, but like what, what specifically about your show? I was like, no, my show is, it's just me talking about stuff with different guests right. talking about whatever that guest wants to talk about. There are a million shows out there with people talking about different topics and discussing things. There's no need in the universe for one more. The difference <laughs> between my show and all of those shows is I host my show. And if you like me, and mm. if you like the way that I work through ideas and the way that I talk about things, you might like my podcast. Yeah. And that's it. And it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. Like, well, I, I, I try to, um, I mean, I agree, uh, but I try to have this balance of, uh, of preparation. Wait, let me put it this way. Um, you know, just as you see like TikTok people and you, you know, though you, you, you're blown away that they got 6 million followers and sometimes the, the put they're putting out shit. Yeah. I, um, I'll listen to sometimes like a, a fledgling podcast and I realize, like, this is just like some guy just sitting with his buddy Kevin talking about, you know, nothing. Yep. Like this is, this is boring as hell. This is never gonna make it because I, I can just go to Starbucks and and overhear somebody talking, and that's the same thing as this. So I do have to put some kind of structure to it. I mean, only people like Joe Rogan can sit around with his comedian buddies and just bullshit for three hours, and people listen because they already have a kind of name. Yes. Yes. If you're not a household name yet, I do have to have some structure and niche and form to it. But at the same time, I want it to be fluid. I want it to be where I have the creative room to be myself, so to speak. Absolutely. Uh, I think structure is important. uh, 100%. I think, again, I think that goes back to technique and craft and stuff like that. Um, I, I thought the same thing when I started a podcast. I was like, well, and I thought, the, I thought the exact same thing, like Joe Rogan releases like three, four hour long episodes. I'm like, he can only do that because it's Robert Downey Jr. Right. And like, and we all want to listen to what Robert Downey Jr. has to say about anything because we're just fascinated about his life. Like we're right. just, and then he can cut that up into eight minute long uh, YouTube clips and stuff, you know, he can do all kinds of, uh, uh, of stuff with it. And we just, we just want to hear what celebrities have to say about things for whatever reason. Um, and that would be harder for me to just do with my buddies. Um, right. So yeah, structure is important, which is why I thought, okay, well, every episode's going to have a different topic that we're talking about. And it's going to be a different person every time who maybe like has some kind of specialty in that topic. And then I'm go- also going to like, because I'm a, I'm a theater person and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a showman. I'm going to like, cause I would, all, I, I, I also listen to sometimes fledgling podcasts and I'm like, oh, you just hit record and then put it up. <laughs> You didn't, much. you didn't, you didn't do any like theme music. You didn't do like an intro. Nothing. You didn't do yeah. nothing. So I'm like, yeah, my show's got like segments. It's got like the intro segment, which is like, I do a written intro that has theme music that I compose every week for like, I have like new original theme music every week. So there's like a lot of like artistic touches that are also very me. Um, and then it has an outro where I like talk to my TikTok audience about the topic for that week. And we get, we, so there's like, different Mm. sections of the show it's got movement it's got structure and i feel like that's what you're talking about with like intros and stuff like that 
Does, and again, you and I didn't invent that structure. Like, <laughs> right, right. That's, that's, that's Mark Maron's structure. He has an yeah. intro. He says, hey, how's everybody doing? Here's what's going on in my life right now. And then he goes, here's the guest. The guest comes in, then he plays guitar after the guest leaves. Yeah. And it's structure. It's, it's a show. It's more yeah. of a show than, yeah, than Mal- Joe Rogan's thing. Right. Mal- Malcolm, do you know Malcolm Gladwell? The, uh... Malcolm Gladwell, fantastic. And that's an expertly produced show. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. it's, he's got a, he's obviously, it's not just him in his basement, <laughs> you know, putting that together. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. a, that's, that's like an NPR level right. production. That's a, that's a whole thing. Yeah. You know, that, that's a show. Right. Um, but I'm, but a spy, again, I'm trying to, you know, I, I, don't, I know I'm not going to be that next week, but I do want to just constantly get better. You know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I also just feel like, like, take pride in your work. You know, I said earlier, like, get busy doing it and don't worry about, like, whether you're the best at it or not. I mean mm-hmm. that. I stand by that. But also, like, try. Yeah. Like, some of the stuff that I listen to sometimes, fledgling podcasts, like you were talking about, it's like, you thought that this would, you just were like, <laughs> I'll just go buy a $100 microphone from Guitar Center and just hit record and that's it. Like, at least try. Like, have yeah. an idea of what the show's going to be. Have have some segments, have some, you know, that's why the average, you know, the average uh, podcast lasts about six episodes and then they're done. And uh, you know, this is uh, your, I think you'll be, I just released number 50. I've got one more in the queue that's coming out before you and then you'll probably be number 52. So hell yeah, man. I just, (laughs) I just released my 80th episode. That's awesome, dude. Coming up on a hundred. Yeah. So yeah. I've I've heard your interest too. And there that's, it's pretty stellar, man. I got to tell you that, um, you know, you, you set a bar high that I aspire to get to. So I'm. Oh, I appreciate that. I'm Thanks. It's, and again, like nobody's fucking listening to my podcast. Like <laughs> it's, it is the least consumed. Oh, I don't know co- that feels like. It, 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 I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the least consumed piece of content I make. Um, but also again, for aspiring creators out there, like, if your if your expectation is instant success and instant audience and instant uh, fame, well, don't expect yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Change that expectation and yeah. and be you, willing to like stick with it for a couple of years. That's the know? thing. You gotta love it. You gotta you know really enjoy it because uh, it might take two years before you monetize. You know. Yeah, uh, it might take longer. Right. There there are podcasts that I've that they're like podcast networks that I listen to shows on and they'll be like, Hey, listen to our new podcast that we just acquired for the network. And I'll go listen to that podcast. And they've got like 300 episodes that happened before they were acquired by the network. Yeah. And, uh, and they were just out there doing it and they were able to build up an organic audience to a certain size where they were able to shop around to different networks. Nice. And again, it just takes, it takes, uh, some resiliency, like, even on even on TikTok, I um, I was farting around on TikTok with just like a video here and there, and a, and one popped off, and got like 150,000 views, and it was like the most views I'd ever gotten on anything I'd ever made anywhere, anytime. And over about two months, I I got up to like 10,000 followers on TikTok, and I'd never had 10,000 followers on anything. And then I sat at 10,000 followers for like six straight months. And my views were just in the toilet and I couldn't figure it out. I just was like, well, what happened? What happened? And I wanted to stop a lot because I just was like, well, this is kind of embarrassing. Like, I feel like I'm like, I'm like chasing this, this high of that first video that popped off. And, 
and maybe it was just a fluke and I don't actually, I, I shouldn't actually have an audience because I've been making content for six months now for 10,000 people and it hasn't grown. Like they don't seem to be interested in what I'm doing. And uh, I don't know, I just kept doing it. And then all of a sudden one yeah. day and another one popped off and then it was like, my, my buddy that had told me make three a day got, got into my messages and he was like, Hey, I just saw that you had another video pop off. And I was like, yeah, he's like, I'm telling you right now, this is the time three a day for the next month. I get, I bet you'll get a hundred thousand followers in a month if you do three a day for the next 30 days. And I went, okay. And I did that. And he was 100% right. Wow, I gained a hundred thousand really? followers in wow. 30 days. And then it's been about six months since then. And I'm up to over 600,000. And he, yeah. he predicted that I'd be at a million by the end of the year. And I'm like, it kind of looks like it. It does. I, looks I, like I, it. I, for sure. That's happened. I, I bet plenty before the end of the year, uh, you get another one of those videos, like, congratulations, man, you're, you're through the roof. I'm telling we you. do one more of those. And, but, but again, it's like, I can't, I can't guess when that's going to happen. Yeah. And I, all I can do is just keep doing it. Just keep yeah. and treating it like a practice like it's just this thing that i kind of show up for meditatively your, your show's called zen sandwich um meditatively i can approach my work i can approach music and content creation and, and my podcast that it's just like i'm i'm trying to continuously show up in a spirit of like doing excellent work for the sake of doing excellent work yeah. i had a friend reach out to me who listens to my podcast he was like he was like, you know, I make bread. And he goes, and the, he goes, and what I'm focusing on when I'm making bread is I want the, pe the person or people who eat it to be happy that they ate it. I want them to like eat it and be like, oh, I'm so happy I got to eat this bread. I yeah. think it's so, t and that's it. And I was like, yeah, I just want whoever listens to the podcast to like have an enjoyable experience listening I'm, to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought that uh, analogy up because I, I I do have some listeners. I do have some uh, some very loyal listeners, and uh, yeah. you know, I've been downloaded in forty one countries. There's so, there's ways I can spin this that I'm bigger than I actually am. But uh, hey, uh, you're, you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing it, and it has grown in six or seven. I bet months. you've got as many listeners as I do. I swear to God. I, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. Well, that's the yeah. other thing. It's not a competition. I want us both right. to be right. And yeah. uh, but I've got some who are like loyal listeners, and they interact with me. They're they're either uh, their actual Patreon patrons mm. or, and they'll comment on videos and stuff I put there, or they've got my email. They'll send me, you know, a message. And I, I almost feel like, like when I was starting the podcast, I was doing the research. A lot of the, um, uh, a lot of the advice was know who your target audience is. And, and I was trying to formulate, okay, who's my target audience. And, and I kept coming down to this, like, well, it's me. I want to find like another version of me that yeah. wants to listen to me. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But now that I've got some like loyal uh, listeners who love the show, they're going to watch this. They're going to, uh, you know, uh, soak this up um, because I've, you know, been doing a little promotion and they know who you are now. So they're like, oh, I can't wait for that episode. Well, um, those people now have it's, you know, they're in my mind when I am setting up future episodes and future interviews. Like I, I not I don't have a, a sort of abstract target audience in mind. I have actual people that I know now that I'm, uh, and so just like the bread maker, you know, I, I want them, I think about, uh, Kareth, she's going to be glad I mentioned her name on there, you know, like, well, Kareth like this, you know, and it actually motivates me. And, and if she's, I'm happier, if she's happy than I am, if I get 10,000 
I mean, I would love to have 10,000 subscribers, but you know, I'm happy if somebody that is listening and does care about the podcast, if they're enjoying it, then, you know, my work is done. I'm, I'm happy with that. Yeah. The only real tangible thing that more audience gives me is more of an opportunity to monetize. That's it. Uh, it doesn't like it, it, the, the number doesn't actually matter to me. Like more followers on TikTok, that number doesn't further validate the work. Like at a certain point, it's kind of like, hey, there's hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people so far over the last couple of years who have said they liked a video of mine. And like, mm -hmm. that doesn't all of a sudden make me be like, I guess I am good because <laughs> there's just as many people who have come in my comments and said, you suck. Um, and, and, the number doesn't actually matter. All the number actually gives me is a chance to like do this as my job mm. and, and monetize um, and convince sponsors and brands that like I, I'm, uh, I can, got the audience, right? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like. How, how do you deal with critics? And I don't mean like the magas who are coming at you after you politically, but what about people who just, I don't know, have like are critical of your creative content? How do you deal with it? Uh, like I said, I, I block a lot of people. I, okay. um, which sounds which sounds like I'm I'm trying to force myself into an echo chamber, and I don't want to hear criticism. But it's like it's just I can't really take it on. I take on criticism from my followers and from people who you, you can tell where it, yeah you can tell where it's coming from. I actually take criticism pretty well when it's like a correction that's being offered to me or something. When mm. someone, when, when I can tell someone's offering in a spirit of like, of com collaborative compassion saying like, right. Hey, I really like your videos, but you actually, you said this and that's the wrong term for this or like something like that. I see. Um, I'm, I'm very receptive to that. And uh, I, I encourage people to so constructive criticism is fine. Yeah. I can, in, uh, in corrections. And if I've misspoken or if I've, if I've wrongfully labeled someone or, or, or on the podcast, I always encourage people. I'm like, if you think I'm wrong, like if, if a take that I've shared on the podcast, you like disagree with, I actually want to hear about that. Like mm. from people who are interested in actually having the discourse around it yeah. and are actually interested in discussing the idea, but it's pretty obvious when it's coming from someone who's just trying to hurt me. And that that's something that I, I pretty quickly shut down. Yeah. Well, um, I, I think I would too. Yeah, but it's, oh. it, it can't ever leave my head. Like, even though I know that that person is just trying to hurt me, it's still in there that, like, some person was like, fuck you, you're ugly and you suck. Like, you know, like, it's still yeah. in there that some know. stranger, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's the same. Same for me, too. Um, yeah. Well, let's, uh, um, I, we'll fast forward a little bit. It's, you know, it's five years from now. You've got millions of followers. You've made it. <laughs> it's, you know, you're a household name. Um what, you know, you're already living the dream, but what will, what will be your dream then? What's your ideal to be a movie maker or to make music, just music full time? Or what do you think you would want to do in an Austin utopia? Yeah, I'll tell you, Mark, um, if I haven't directed a movie in the next five years, I'll be pretty bummed out. Uh, there's a movie that I'm trying to get made right now that if, if, if five years pass and we haven't made it, I'll be like, damn it. We like, you know, yeah. um, I'm, I'm convinced that we're going to get it made. I need to somehow slow down everything else that I'm doing so I can like give that one, give that project a little bit more love and attention. Um, I would love it if I could ramp this up into doing more work like that. 
Um, awesome. Already this year, I've been able to make a lot of connections with different directors and, and writers who have like reached out and wanted me to audition for their thing that they're doing because they saw me on TikTok. So I'm like hoping that one of those goes. Like so far, none of them have gone. Like I've auditioned for several TV shows and movies from people who saw me on TikTok and none of it has gone through yet. But I'm like, I'm optimistic about how many people have just reached out because of the content. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm, yeah, like you said, I feel like I'm already doing it. And um, I'm a big believer that if you don't feel like you have enough where you're at, then you're never going to feel like you have enough. Right. And uh, I definitely feel like I have more than enough. And awesome. uh, I feel like I, I have a very abundant life as it is. I have um, way more than I need to be comfortable or happy. And um, I, I hope to not be a flash in the pan in, with this career. I, I hope that I can continue just doing it. I, I think you, I, you know, I, I think you're good because, uh, like I said, if it had just been that congratulations video, I, uh, you know, is hilarious. It's great. But I would have thought, oh, it's one hit wonder maybe, but no, um, you're the real deal, man. Oh, you're, I appreciate you're in that. it. You're in it for the long haul, whether you like it or not. <laughs> I hope to be, it's, it's what I've done my whole life. It's something I've known I've wanted to do my whole life. And so I've never been conflicted about uh, wanting to do it. The only times I've ever considered quitting this stuff is just when it wasn't working out. Like mm. when it, when it just was like, you know, just, just turning 30 and being like, I'm still just fucking struggling to pay bills and just, and, and that's the, but every time I think about doing anything else, I'm like, I can't conceive of what else I would do. Mm. There's nothing else that sounds uh, like I could manage doing it um, and be happy. And so I, I, I really just hope in five years I'm still just doing this stuff. Hopefully I'm doing it with a little bit more financial security. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Awesome. Well, yeah. you got my support. Um, you're, uh, uh, what are you working on right now? Or, or where can, I mean, we've mentioned your TikTok account. Where would you want to point people in your direction? Anyone that's listening to this? I want people to listen to my podcast. I'm serious. Like I like go check me out on social media for sure. Your pal underscore Austin everywhere, Twitter, Instagram, and, um, and TikTok and, and YouTube. I'm not your pal Austin on YouTube. I'm just Austin Archer on YouTube, but like you can listen to my music on Apple music or Spotify. Uh, if you want, I, so those are the two big things that I want people to find are my music and my podcast. Like okay. if you want, if you're looking for a new album to listen to, go listen to beautiful things on Spotify or Apple music. I highly um, recommend it. Yep. I consider purchasing it on Bandcamp if you want to support an indie artist. Um, but uh, yeah, and then, the, then my podcast, People Pleaser with Austin Archer, I think is a good podcast. And I it think, is. Um, I think it, I think I've been at it for about a year and a half. And um, like you, just like you, Mark, I've got a loyal base of listeners that I am very thankful for. But like, I'm feeling like it's time that we get our family a little bit bigger <laughs> over there. So. There you go. Well, you yeah. got one more here. So all know, right. One at a time. You got one more here as well. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, man. I appreciate it. Uh that's all folks. If uh if you like the show and you'd like to support uh this show and say thanks, keep up the good work, uh get more people on the show like Austin Archer, go to patreon.com slash Zen Sandwich and give us three bucks or more if you got it and you like to spend your money. That's cool too. Uh, if you do sign up, I will send you a handmade postcard on Japanese washi that my, that's traditional Japanese paper that my wife and I make. 
I'll send you a postcard wherever you are in the world. Also, I'd like to send you one after we uh, get off the air here. I'll, I'll get an address and send you a handmade postcard, man. Cool. I would love that. <laughs> wow. Yep. Incredible. Awesome. Yep. Well, we'll do that. I'll set that up here in a second. Um, and uh, also a special thanks to Todd Bukins, who recently became a Patreon supporter. Todd, we really appreciate your support. Austin, you're awesome, man. Keep making the videos. Mark, thank you so much. This is fantastic. Excellent.